K2SO. More like K2S no. Am I right, people? <laughs> hey everybody, it's the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. You loved the joke. You loved it. No, you didn't. You, you don't loved have to say you did. Jedi mind trick. You loved the joke. Um we'll explain that. You probably already know what the deal is with that, but we'll give our takes on all that. Uh, thanks for joining us today. It's Monday, Star Wars news. We're going to give our takes on all the Star Wars news that's out there, uh, and have a lot of fun on this episode. James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, what's going on? How are you? John, what's going on is all the news this week is, uh, hey, how are the Disney shows? You'll see. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just total kind of blanket statements that just are kind of surprising in other ways not i guess but uh, a lot of speculation to be had coming up yeah yeah just nothing yeah you know just <laughs> here hanging out talking star wars so Lacey, we um we uh we have a cool thing happening on thursday <laughs> you could you okay over there? No, I'm good. Yeah, I didn't want to. I don't know what. I, we'll just say it. We have, we have a cool interview coming up on Thursday, right? We do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, who's it with? <laughs> oh my god, you're really dragging this out. Frank, I thought you were gonna go for it. Who is the sweater <laughs> doc working Mon Calamari? Yeah, is coming on the show. I'm Heck really excited. Yes, yeah, I'm Frank- so excited. Frank Ippolito, who has done a lot of creature effects work and costume uh, building, and, and was all, on a all couple seasons of, of Face Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, and he actually got to play a Mon Calamari in The Mandalorian, the one that stole the show. My favorite. Yeah. So after, yeah, after. we're talk. We're gonna be talking to Frank on Thursday, and uh, amazing conversation, and we can't wait for you guys to check that out. So uh, be sure to tune in Thursday. One other thing before we get going here. Um, we, our crew here was, uh, invited to enter the draft for the, uh, movie trivia showdown and the three of us have our hats in the ring. Um, so there's a draft coming up on Friday where these, it's almost like a sports draft, but it's like a wrestling type thing. Um, and there's a bunch of teams and managers and stuff. So if you want to see the three of us in that, which is this, uh, basically just movie trivia, but it's a one-on-one kind of combat in in uh in movie trivia hit up uh christian harloff and use the hashtag schmodown and say you want to see trb and star wars newsnet uh crew in that thing and and tell them tag us tag the three of us say we want to see those three in the mix and we appreciate that i don't even know if i'm in it and i'm already like i better go over my trivia better go over my stuff <laughs> i know like i rewatched yeah. the clone wars movie for the first time in like 10 years crazy but we find um, out this week yeah so that happens on friday so we'll see what happens but yeah if you want to see us in it support uh spread the word and support us on that so thanks mm-hmm. um but we're here now to do our thing and uh the resistance report is the talk of the town james it's the resistance john talk is cheap and Kathleen Kennedy told us at D23 that Alan Tudyk was going to be in the Andor series. She said, reprising his role as K2SO, the lovable droid K2SO. But uh, in an interview recently, um, it looks like he is not going to be in it, uh, at least season one. Alan Tudyk says um, that they're shooting it now, and I'm not in it. Uh, but he says, as they continue to, if they continue to tell stories, if it's good, um, then inevitably there are plans. And this was kind of a surprise to a lot of people, especially since, um, you know, we just did our safe bets episode and he was left out of that because it's like, it's not even a safe bet that he's going to show up. He was announced. He was (laughs) in it. We already knew it. Mm -hmm. He didn't, he did not qualify. Yeah. I mean, literally, when we knew nothing about the show, we at least knew these two people were the headliners. Right. And uh, we got the we got the official name, if you remember. It was K2 Fast, K2 Furious. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. All right. But All that, right. That, he, he said that on stage. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, he's not in it. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. John, what do you think about Alan Tudyk not being in an, in at least Andor season one? So so being um, like lead editor for Star Wars Newsnet, I always get a little upset when I see peers or people saying like, if it's not on StarWars.com or comes out of Kathleen Kennedy's mouth, I don't believe it. Well, guess what? Now you can't believe them either. <laughs> because <laughs> they paraded that guy out on stage, let alone saying he was in it. He walked on stage with uh, Diego yeah. Luna and was like, here I am in the flesh. And for the press junket afterwards and all the little bits they had, yeah. like the Daisy Ridley, Josh Gad bit, they were in that. Like, Yeah. So it, it's, it's like, you know, and this show has gone through a lot of issues um, that has kind of gone under the radar because of, you know, how great the Mandalorian's doing. And um, it had, it hadn't gone into production yet, which is uh, not as big of a deal. Cause a lot of things always change in pre-production for these, for movies and shows. And I understand that, especially the more we talk to people um, in, in the industry and learn, but you know, this went through a lot of rewrites. Tony Gilroy came in and rewrote the entire pilot. And he's, you know, they're handing off directing duties uh, for the first three episodes because of and COVID Tony visas. rewrote the f- original Rogue One, right? He's the one that came in and gutted that film well, too. Well, uh, he came in and did a lot of the rewrites and a lot of the reshoots and all that stuff. Yeah, so they brought him back in and he took over this one and did a rewrite. So you got to think, when, when was the D twenty three? Was it this past August? Or it couldn't have been. Or was the August it? before, so it was 2019. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that he was, and that they rewrote all of that and got and took him out of it because they wanted to focus maybe more on uh, just casting himself without any kind of comedic element. Uh, so maybe season one is going to be a bit darker than they originally intended. Um, they don't. Yeah. They don't want the comic relief. Maybe they're going to do more of his, you know, youth, like we talked about. We're guessing. They're, you know, I think they're going to start the show with him being a little kid. And then it begs the question, are they going to retcon that comic where they meet K2SO and Cassian? Uh, because if he's not in season one, that means he hasn't met him yet. It's not like he's sending K2 on to go run a deli for a season. And then he's going to come back in yeah. season two. So I think they're going to maybe show how they meet. And then there's going to be an issue with fans are like, oh, do the comics mean anything and all this stuff? But the bottom line, I, I like Alan Tudyk a lot. Um in everything he does even small bits in comedies like playing steve the pirate in dodgeball i think he's great um i know sci-fi fans like him for firefly and that stuff too but hearing him talk about it so candidly is interesting but he leaves the door open kind of saying like you are gonna see me don't worry um which also confirmed with fans that there's more than one season to this thing because that's been a little curious with people because they never confirm whether that is the case or not um but yeah the the funniest Good news for me. Good. It is. Well, it's good news for all of us. I, I, you know, true. Yeah. But the funniest thing is him saying like, I hope they bring me back soon because I'm 50 now and I don't want to be on stilts when I'm 55. I'm just like, that's, (laughs) that's his angle (laughs) of standing on stilts. So I I don't know. I mean, it's, it is kind of a bummer just because I do like K2SO. I don't think I like him as much as you two do. So I'm curious what your guys takes or if you guys are bummed out about this, but um, I think this just has to do with this show went through a lot of changes like i guarantee the scripts the original scripts i got approved for this thing are probably a way different story than what um we're gonna see on screen that's my take yeah Lacey, i want to get to you but i i do think it's interesting that you think that that they're the retcon of the comic is an issue because i actually think that it's more likely that 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 they're like cool now we don't have to do that um but we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit Lacey, i want to hear your thoughts what do you think um this to me of all the recent updates of this show and or i would say all the shows in currently in development was the most shocking to me which is interesting because obviously he's he's not cassian so it's like not that they're like oh cassian's not in it anymore and you're like wait what it's a cassian show uh sure but he was my favorite part of the show and he was the thing that i was looking forward to seeing and I know I've been on this show multiple times saying that they're going to have him with gifable moments and funny lines and all this other stuff. And 
I think that's a piece that's going to be missing now. And I don't know how they're going to fill that in. Because even when you have a show that's very serious and dark, you have to have these moments of light. Otherwise, it's just going to be depressing to watch. Like that's Baby Yoda, Grogu did that for The Mandalorian. Otherwise, it would be this very dark kind of like sinister thing. But you have these little baby moments. You're like, oh, he's so cute. Now it resets your palate type thing. Um, I'm very shocked that they they wrote him out. Um, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, I know, John, you said that they're probably going to explore Cassian when he's younger and before he meets, meets K2SO, but the whole reason I like Cassian is because he's a pair with K2SO. And the reason Rogue One worked so well for me, outside of, like, Jyn Erso being awesome, is the two of them together. And then they become a trio of sorts where they have... You know, these two people kind of battling each other and this very, like, straightforward robot being like, no, you're both being idiots type thing. So I just, I'm very sad because I also love Alan Tudyk and I know that ILM recently did um, a panel. I think it was the beginning of last year of 2020. Oh my gosh, we're done with 2020. But uh, beginning of 2020, they did a panel about Rogue One and behind the scenes and how he was a big improv character and a lot of the funniest moments with K2 were because of Alan Tudyk. So it's just, it's really sad that he's not going to be in it. And I understand his his feedback of, oh, well, eventually I'm going to show up. But like James said, they announced the show with him on stage yeah. and then had a press junket with him, had him in interviews, had him, uh, you know, doing all these little bits with Cassian and they work so well together. It, it's just, it feels like a big loss for me. And I think that mm-hmm. fans are going to feel that too outside of just the three of us talking. I feel like a lot of people had that reaction of like, wait, what? Wait, Why? What? Yeah. What is going on? Um, and I can't help but raise a little bit of a red flag of here's another example of official announcements that can go out that Lucasfilm says are good to go and everything's great. And then they don't happen. I'm not going to comment on Does what I'm happen? talking about, but. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll just leave I mean, it as I, it is. Well, I did. I I mean, I don't know. Now, now I'm afraid to talk about what you might be talking about. I'm joking. Know. I'm saying it's Ryan Johnson because they never talk about okay, him. And they right. announced yeah. that like three years ago. Well, now four because yeah, we're yeah. in 2021. I feel yeah. like saying, saying well, Ryan was, Johnson now is like saying thing. Voldemort. When it comes to fans. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the that, funniest thing is we all want this project so bad, but it's so obvious that Johnson, something sketchy name, is going on like, that you can't you can't help but acknowledge that something weird is going on. So yeah. here's another example to me that I'm like, okay, so you're canceling this. You're not even officially canceling it. It's mm. through the actor. So what else what other things are you not gonna just be honest about? I feel like they haven't done that that often and this to me was one example where i go oh man so this is this is the first time where i felt like lucasfilm promised something and then didn't deliver on it sure um um, now i was trying to look at this at what angle they could say like well we never said he was going to be in season one and we never said season two was coming, but behind the scenes, we knew we were shooting seasons one and two and three or whatever. The way we, they presented you know, it, though, was like, these two guys I, are back again. <laughs> I totally understand. But rewatching that announcement, they said, we're doing a series. It's called this. And these guys are going to reprise their role. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to defend them, but I'm sure. trying to say, like, what angle could you the pull PR publicity angle. wise? Yeah. Yes. Um, How do you and, feel though? Because this is like your the project that you're looking forward to most. I I am a little bummed, although I brought it up a little earlier. John thinks that the the, the retcon of the canon thing um, or the comic, and I know that when that happened, I thought, man, I'm I'm pretty bummed if they would have to say that <laughs> oh that that canon thing that we came up with and we wrote that story didn't happen, or right. we're gonna have to just throw it out i don't like that at all really i mean i would understand it because they have this big show coming up but when you look at what the possibility of the future and how the show plays out i feel like it's going to be common sense where it's going to be like well we already know how they met and about when they met so this this didn't happen and i feel like the storytellers kind of knew that I don't know. It just, there's something about how 
now they feel like, okay, cool, we can be kind of free of that. Mm -hmm. Like, not that that one comic holds up this whole show. I'm not saying they were like, we have to remove this famous actor because the stupid comic that we did, it's not that. (laughs) But I'm saying, I do think that somewhere along the lines, that was something that they could remove from the, uh, as an issue. Like, we have this issue we're going to go through with the show. Oh, never mind. It's getting rewritten and Alan's not in it. We can take that off our plate. Now that still works. And we don't have to worry about that retcon. And Do you I mean think that... that it makes more sense than in later seasons. They can just work in. That's the way it happened. Similar to Cobb Vanth. That's not exactly how it happened, but that's how it happened. Oh, I see. I see. So maybe do a flashback or, or like in between seasons one and two of the comic takes place. That you're saying, um, p- potentially, or just do it like as a season two thing. Like in episode two, we make K2SO. <laughs> do we know how he met K2SO? Oh, it was like this. Okay, then we'll write season two like that. That's how they meet. But, um, do you imagine? Or, or, I, I don't know. Ma- imagine <laughs> Tony Gilroy's like, Yeah, I'm the guy who saved Rogue One. That's right. I'm rewriting this whole thing. We're not we're not doing the droid in season one, and then like, Matt Martin's like, "Uh, hi, Mr. Gilroy, Matt Martin, uh, Lucasfilm Story Group. <laughs> we actually did a a single issue comic where they met, and Gilroy's like, I don't care. <laughs> we're not doing yeah. that. <laughs> he openly said he's like, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Remember, he gave that interview. He's like, I don't yeah. like Star Wars. He, I don't he was care very, about Star Wars. He was very he's like, I'm here that. to do a job, and it's to gut yeah. this script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to to me, to me, I want to be 100 percent clear. I don't think that that is that that is like an issue that's hanging things up or a reason he would be out of mm. the show. I think things happened, and that at the end of the day, they go cool. Now we don't have to worry about that hang up. Yeah. But I I also. I don't know. I mean, I have faith that there are people that are that kind of like the story group specifically, they kind of know generally how things go anyway and how these timelines played out. I can't imagine that they were pretty, not that they have any say, but like excited about somebody writing this storyline where they're like, this is, this is not how we saw that coming together well, like, at all. Timothy Zahn said, um, at, I think it was Rose City. I think Kyle had covered that panel. At Star Wars News Then he's like, um, mm. Timothy Zahn just like straight up said, he's like, whatever the film directors want to do, they do. And because they bring in billions of dollars for the company. So if they want to do something that changes my book, I can't do anything about that. So it's right. just, that's it just, just how it is. Yeah. It's the logical sense of mm-hmm. it all with the revenue structure, not talking what is more valuable canon wise. I'm just talking logically Disney movies. Business, yeah. Film. yeah. But you know what I found yeah. interesting is, there wasn't a lot of like, I I didn't see it anyway. Like in social media, in terms of like people being like th- that upset about this, uh, where it like trended or there was like you know oh they're screwing it up again. I didn't t- see hear a lot of, of that. Um, I think it I, also came out at a very interesting week in the U.S. that people aren't really tuned in. That's that's true too. That's a, it's a good point. But it like like maybe K two and Cassian aren't there where it's like. They're doing the solo show, but Chewie's not going to be in season one. Yeah, that's that, insane. That yeah. would explode fandom, right? So I don't know that these characters are there yet. But then the other thing I'm thinking about is if they was this the show that they were rewriting because it was too similar to The Mandalorian? Is that what like was that the buzz that was? That going was uh, Obi Wan. Oh, that's Obi Wan. Okay, but they're calling this a spy thriller in their promotion of it. Mm-hmm. I if Cassian has to be a spy, and I'm not trying to be funny here. It's hard to be a spy sneaking around doing James Bond stuff when you have an eight-foot robot. Asking uh, you questions along the way. Cracking questions and stuff around you. <laughs> that may have been a big part that goes into that because then if they're supposed to be together but casting has to be a spy, that means they have to send K2SO and have him be with other characters in the show. And or then be maybe on the ship like, all the time. Then maybe they're like, yeah, you know what? It's better he just isn't here and we'll figure out a way to work him in in the second season. Right. Uh, may- maybe the the genre of the show being a spy thriller determined that takes yeah. him out of it. Um, not because they don't like the character, but because it it just you can't have an eight foot robot next to you when you're a spy. Like imagine James Bond walking around and there's some eight foot robot <laughs> next to him, like cracking jokes. Like or even Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi sneaking through the Death Star. Like <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Robot with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
another thing when we're talking the canon of this all too, like I've said before, Cassian at one point was a fulcrum agent. And this could be part of that as well, where he is, he's a tipping point for the rebellion. But when we get to the point where we see him in Rogue One, he's not fulcrum anymore. He has like elevated himself to at least some level of leadership where he, I don't know, is not really maybe going on those do do or die missions but how did he get Um, there yeah i mean i still think he is he's there he's getting information he's helping the rebellion obviously but um i I mean i think there could be something said to your point john that there was a time in his life where he was where it was not okay to have a companion droid if you will Mm -hmm. he needed to just be this and maybe that's what we're gonna see and then when later in ultimate later seasons he gets those promotions he moves up he kind of gets away from that or something and it becomes more of a leadership thing or maybe he's i don't know man maybe he's training new people or something mm-hmm. um but then, it, but, it, but it's interesting like Lacey, sure. like Lacey brought up recently um we were just doing speculation nation style that the ardria arjona actress could be a love interest and maybe you know again the they didn't want the third wheel comic relief when they're trying to ramp up like C3PO. Yeah. 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 So, and I, and I think that's uh, a great like guess. I think that she's dead. I do. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like a good romance. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think it is funny though. Cause you're right that they're not at that level, but I was trying to think of a comparison and this is to me, it was like the major film studio. I believe it's Paramount. I don't know who owns this property, but like them coming out and they'd be like, we're doing a, a Zoolander origin movie, like when he's younger, and uh, and uh, well, I now I can't think of his name. Owen Wilson and Hansel, um, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, yeah, are returning to the property, and they bring him out on stage, and it's like this is we're gonna do this. It's gonna be great. We're excited about the project, and then later finding out that it's like Owen Wilson's not in it. <laughs> Well, they weren't friends in the first one, so if it was a prequel, then it wouldn't... But, the, but, but then that's exactly right. It's like there's some canon, maybe, things that they'd have to switch some things Does around. Does Zoolander have that canon? Makes sense. Do, you think, do you think there's like a Zoolander celebration <laughs> where fans go and talk about Legends ZCU, of Zoolander? The, Z- the Zoolander Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think, we were I did think it was a... CUs. Remember Sister Sister CU? <laughs> yeah. Last... SSU. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a good comparison too, because you might be able to be like, "Well, I mean, the show's called Zoolander; it's not called yeah. Hansel." You know, <laughs> like it kind of made sense in that. And I was like, "It's kind of a lower property, but you it would make sense if it was just this guy's show, and maybe this guy shows up later or something." But it but it is weird when you're like, "These are the two; these were the stars. We're bringing them out." They're like Jay and Silent Bob, know, man. and we're just getting rid of Jay. It's gonna just gonna be Silent yeah. Bob. No one talking the whole movie. Just Silent Bob's Speaking in of people not in Andor. Kevin yeah, Smith. the next story is that Riz, <laughs> Riz Ahmed is not in Andor. So uh, it's oddly similar to the exact same story that we just covered, and it happened in the same week. Uh, Riz Ahmed was doing press um, with, I believe, Hollywood Reporter, and uh, he was asked about the Andor show. You know, hey, what, what are your chances that you're going to show up in this thing? And his honest response, and I'm quoting here, I just haven't heard of that, to be honest. So he hasn't even heard of the show, let alone has any information on him being in it. Now, we talked last week about um, Liam um, Neeson, Liam Neeson, you know, dodging that question and kind of saying, like, oh, you know, I, I had no idea, you know, um, but I would I would love to do it. Riz Ahmed's answer here was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know anything about it. And I don't, you know, I don't think that my character would be involved anyway. So he more than anybody, I feel like put a big dead end um, to his, his possibility of showing up. Lacey, what do you think about Riz Ahmed and his comments on Andor? I think that he's being completely honest and he was very straightforward here because he didn't want to keep getting asked about it on every interview that he was doing. Because you know that people ask about whatever projects they're doing, what whoever it is. But if they're somehow tied to Star Wars, the second to last or last question is always like, so Star Wars. Uh, and the person's like, okay, that's not why I'm here. So with his character, which had, you know, unfortunately died in Rogue One, I really liked his character. What? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> James hasn't seen the movie. 
I think yeah. that it totally makes sense that he's not in it. <laughs> like, his character was very specific to the storyline that was that movie. So there's a lot of pieces that need to fall into place for him to be a part of this because he had to, you know, work for the the Empire and then get the information and then pass it off. So it's like, okay, but how would that work with this? Because they didn't meet up until that specific point in the timeline. Um, so I think he's just being honest and I think he just doesn't want to be asked about it again. But hey, I really liked his character and I'd love to see it explored in another way, but I don't know what that way would be, but not in the Andor series. He's too busy with Venom too. Perhaps. No, he debunked that in this article too. <laughs> John, John, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Lacey. Um, if you bring him into this series, it would just be a forced fan service to say, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. Bodhi Rook, cargo pilot for the Empire. Let's check in on what he's doing. Oh, he's piloting <laughs> cargo. That's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I don't even know that I, I need to see him explored anymore. Like, That's true. A, yeah. Sometimes a character is just, you know, we want everyone wants the Disney Plus series for every character, right? Not everybody needs an origin story. Yeah. Tally Lintra, <laughs> Rook. Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah, Rook. Um, like, yeah, so yeah, I, right. yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's smart of how we did it. Like Lacey said, just kind of like really matter of fact. Read my words. Here, the here is me saying I don't even know what's going on with this. Um, I did find it interesting his quote. Now I don't know, you know, how the Hollywood Reporter presented this in terms of how he answered that question. Um, but if it is to be taken as they presented it, if it were him acting as though he doesn't even know it exists either means he's just so far detached from star Wars at this point that he's not even like checking in with former castmates, which could be, uh, he filmed that movie six years ago now, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, he, like six years removed from filming that thing. Um, and he had a hell of a 2020, uh, like, breakout performances doing uh, other things yeah yeah like that um drumming a movie did the Me- sound of metal uh which i still have mm-hmm. to see sound i hear metal, that's yeah. fantastic so it's just one of those things the guy was in star wars and um he, he, the with the lowest... science grade uh seventh grade science goggles yes right. oh maybe that's maybe that's why he hasn't heard of it he's losing his he's losing hearing. his hearing gotcha they're goggles well, you're talking about his no, goggles from Rogue no. One. We're talking about him deaf in that movie, Sound of Metal. So we're crossing. Oh, the yeah. He, he, oh, it's a movie like, about him being a metal drummer and he's losing goggles. his hearing. Yeah. No, um, yeah. I, I, I sidetracked and was like, oh, he hadn't heard of that. To be honest. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I but, it's, uh, it, it's, it's makes this all makes sense. It's there's no shock to nobody. Yeah, hundred percent agree with what both of you guys are saying. Um, and and if I had to, if if you had to like figure out a way to force that character in there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of true that he was involved with Galen Erso, uh, in the catalyst comics. We, or a book we know, um, that he had been having conversations and discussions with Galen for a, a long time leading up to him being like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to like switch sides here. Um, that didn't happen overnight. Um, so you start to maybe think if there was other things that he did, like small little leaks or like getting things out or whatever. But all of this is such a stretch to try to fit that character into the show. And I really don't think that, um, that he's even one of the characters that I would think, uh, would, would have much to do with, uh, this, with Cassian pre Rogue One. They're redoing WandaVision just with him and Borgullet. Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. And, I hate uh, that character so much. That creature is so gross. <laughs> um, Gives good hugs, though. No, I, yeah. Poor gut. <laughs> yeah, and I just think that Andor doesn't have anything really to do with Rogue One at all. Like, it's not a lead up to, like, it's not going to start season one being like, we got to figure out who the scientists right. behind the Death Star <laughs> right. plans are. I, I really think it's going to be other stuff completely. And that show will probably end with that being like, we're hearing about a new weapon. And it's like, that's the series finale, you know? Sure. Something. They're, they're yeah, going to yeah. do that um, tie right into him going to that planet where he shoots the guy in the back. Like they're going to go right up just like they did with Rogue One. Yeah. Right to new hope. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, all right, well, uh, let's move on to our next story, and that is that uh, Pedro Pascal indicates future episodes of The Mandalorian and the spinoffs will explore different time periods. Quite interesting. Um, yeah, he was doing an interview with IndieWire, and they asked him, you know, about... Uh, the show and uh, I can read what he says here he says I'm told what's happening and what the plan is but I can't share it they are in the expansion of this world where they are um, where there are so many unexpected surprises and timelines that are going to be dealt with if the characters were to cross over into these worlds it would uh, it will be utilized in a way that isn't meant to be expected I wouldn't want to spoil the surprise of whether or not these characters from the shows we already know are crossing over um, John, I, I mean, I had talked about this a little bit uh, before where I wasn't really sure when a lot of these crossover shows were going to take place and what timelines they were taking place. I, I don't know. In your opinion, does that does that help or hurt us or are we still in the Mandalorian time frame? Yeah, I mean, you have to enter the element of flashbacks, too, which is a, a Star Wars thing that they have zero problems um, implementing these days. Which is good mm-hmm. in a way because it's another vehicle to keep fans on their toes when it comes to, wait, so if he's in that show, then he must still be alive. It's like, no, it's possible he he's dead, but this is a flashback to three years ago or something. So I think it's good that Star Wars kind of broke that mold and started with flashbacks in the sequel trilogy and that sort of thing. Um, so it's possible we see... Thank you, Ryan, right? <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Well, he, well, yeah, J.J. did a flashback uh, in The Vision uh, showing Ray. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But either way. Um, I lost my train. Sorry, I threw you no, a Yeah, bit. no, it's okay. <laughs> no, so, so, yeah, if, if we see, you know, um, you know, Cara Dune or somebody, we could see her in her Shock Trooper era, or we could see, like, a flashback. Like, they could do anything to help sell the story of these series, like the Rangers of the new Republic, they may show where people came from or something do like an episode dedicated to this character. A lot of series like to do that sort of thing. Um, so it's weird with Pedro Pascal talking about it though, because I, you know, it, that just means he's so like dialed into what's going on beyond the Mandalorian. So he's having these discussions about these other shows and he's not really the, yeah, I guess he is a little bit lo- loose of uh, the tongue when it comes to like talking about stuff, and he's joked about how sometimes he. You mean like how he let his name go? <laughs> yeah, he said, how he said Din Djarin, right? He he can be a little bit of a blabbermouth, and almost uh, the same as Giancarlo Esposito, having no problems talking about how he was fighting with the dark saber and and that sort of thing. But um, I, I am interested. I'm curious to why he's so dialed in to what's going on, and maybe it's simply because of having conversations with Filoni and Favreau because they're both producing. Uh, Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic. It could end there with him, and he could just mm-hmm. happen to be answering those questions. Um, I don't think we're going to see the Mandalorian in Ahsoka. I'd be shocked if we saw him in Rangers of the New Republic. So I, I don't think Din Djarin's crossing over. Um, but as we've speculated, I think a lot of these characters <clears> are <throat> going to start interweaving a bit, uh, including the safe bets we talked about last Thursday in terms of who may pop up where, like uh, in the Ahsoka series and that sort of thing. So. Um, it sounds a little marvelly, a little world building and that sort of thing. And I, I guess that's cool if they do it right. It's a little far into Star Wars with when it comes to crossovers because Star Wars has always been on that one storyline for the most part, with little tangents here and there that connect to it. Um, curious to see how they uh, tackle this. But I, Favreau, I mean, come on, I trust everything that guy does. So, yeah, Lacey, what do you think? Um, I think that Pedro is dialed into what's going on because he cares. I think that's very apparent from like the moment that they cast him Mm -hmm. when he tells that story at Celebration of how they brought him in this room and he's been a fan his whole life and like how Star Wars basically gave him the imagination that he has and saying saying like how he went in the room and he saw this concept art of like all this stuff all around the room and he's like, well, who am I playing? And they're like, you're playing the mandalorian like there had to be some discussions of like you're the beginning of all of this you're the iron man of where this story is going you know with john favreau of all people of course like you're the tony stark of these other stories that are going to take off and then create this whole kind of universe that is leading to a bigger place um I think it's super cool that he knows that stuff. Like, I really like that he's a part of it. And, like, he probably gives his input and stuff. I think that 
the Mandalorian could show up on these other shows. You know, he could show up in the bo- uh, book of Boba Fett if Boba Fett calls him up and is like, I need your help with a job or something. I think he could show up in Ahsoka if Ahsoka crosses paths with Luke and Grogu. I think Mandalorian could show up wherever Grogu goes. Uh, overall, though, looking at each story as we go through them, I think John's right in that they're going to be their own thing. Like... Guardians of the Galaxy were their own thing before they then met everybody else. Like, they could have stand up, stood on their own, and then they led up to something else. I think that's what's going to happen, is you're going to have to have these characters stand on their own before they then cross paths again. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. I, I, I think that's definitely a sign that he's sticking around, and he's going to be playing the Mandalorian for somewhat of a, a decent time from now, so that's exciting. Yeah, I mean... I, I want to ask you guys then, because do you how do you think this word timeline is being used? Because like in some ways, I I take it on face value that they're talking about like if we had our different shows, like James the show, Lacey the show, John the show, right? That timeline means James could be three years ago, Lacey would be right now, and John would be two years from now, right? That's how I take the word timeline. But in some cases, when we're talking about these and and how things might be marketed, we've talked a little bit about that. Uh, is the word timeline just being used like, like, what does James do during the day? What does Lacey do during the day? What does John do during the day? And maybe there's some crossover. Maybe we talk to each other, but our lives are separate. Like, not timeline, but, like, separate existences along the same path. I think it depends on the story that they're telling. But currently, the way I see it from the way that they put that end scene at the end of The Mandalorian is Mm -hmm. a baton is being passed to Boba Fett, which then opens up a period of time that we can then check back in with The Mandalorian later and check back in with Ahsoka later. This is kind of, I think, remember that quote? I, I agree. This is, reminds me of that quote of Favreau saying how... It's basically liked, whatever they want is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he liked how Game of Thrones would t- deviate us and take us down a path with another character for like a, an episode or two. And that's what this Boba Fett thing could be. Like the, the Boba Fett thing could be three episodes and that's it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it takes place in this timeline and enriches what's maybe going on in the future for the Mandalorian. Like the, and then Bo- a year later is when you check back in, yeah. Yeah, like Boba Fett can get into something here that causes something that happens that affects Mando's life in season his season three, but it doesn't have a direct tie because Mando doesn't appear in that. Um, so yeah, I, that's I like that. It's like the 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 good place where they're like time is the name Jeremy Irving, where it's like what's what's that one? Is that the Kristen Wig Heaven Show? Yeah, it's so good. It's so is it good? It's not Kristen Wiig. It's, it's uh, um, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. What's her name? Bell. Bell. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. From, uh, it's Anna from uh, Frozen. Yeah. yeah. I and forgetting forget Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's right. I'm also in, in Fanboys. She was Zoe in Fanboys. You guys see True. that movie? Yeah. No. I just rewatched mm-hmm. it recently. It's it's pretty good. I want to rewatch it, but it isn't on like anywhere where you can get it, right? You have to like rent it, right? How did you get it? Can't talk. John doesn't want to say. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Um. Yeah, there were a couple other things. I mean, I don't know that there's too much more to say about that particular thing. Um, Mm -mm. We don't know, you know. And I think Pedro Pascal is really only saying what we can imagine. He knows a little bit. Um, but there's some cool stuff coming and he doesn't want to ruin the surprise. So he's just going to let them handle it the way that he thinks they should handle it. But I think we're all kind of expecting this kind of like Marvel-esque, like, oh, we're going to see Ant-Man and then we're going to see Captain America and then it's going to have Ant-Man in it. But then it's not Ant-Man's movie, you know? You're right, <laughs> like, right, right. It, it's all just going to kind of mesh together and eventually we'll probably get something that's... Uh, the Avengers of the Star Wars world. A um, couple other things that I wanted to talk about really quick is just um, we had some other comments uh, that popped up online about the Mandalorian stunt coordinators and the challenges of season two, um, just how difficult it was, uh, you know, in that like run and gun environment. Everything got to happen quick, quick, quick. Um, so it's always fun to hear about uh, that and get the insight. 
Um, we also got some Star Wars High Republic character animated shorts, which popped up on the Star Wars YouTube channel. Um, very cool. Uh, very um, nice to be able to see the characters. And uh, for anybody who maybe is not reading the books, um, that has they have such a bigger market, they can kind of do what I'm doing, which is a little bit of like trying to get people involved, try to get them maybe jump-started a little bit. These are basically saying, hey, this is this character. Um, this is how they fit in in this whole new world. Get excited. It's a whole new world. Come and, come and join us. And so hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that. And maybe down the line we'll start to see more things like what we've enjoyed here, like Galaxy of Adventures and other fun High Republic animated shorts. That could be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, last but not least, uh, Electronic Arts, uh, they are going to continue to do Star Wars games, and they confirmed that this week. We, we knew that. But they really wanted to drive it home. They're like, we did not lose Star Wars. We still Wait, James, are going to be developing games. Did Kathleen Kennedy walk Electronic Arts out on stage to say that they were coming back? <laughs> no. Um, no, but I, I think right as soon as the statement dropped. Actually, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it was. But it was very clear from the beginning that Electronic Arts is doing it. And yet they still got... They still got... Uh, overlooked like oh that's done they're not they're not making any yeah more the ubisoft so thing happened and they put out a tweet being like we're still doing stuff guys <laughs> yes uh, yeah the DiCaprio, i'm not leaving yeah not leaving. i think <laughs> i think um they wanted to be clear that you know n n we're not like we're not making less games either um part of this new announcement this new uh thing that they dropped was that they are going to continue in new diverse types of games even some harking back to um some of the games that that uh older generations of star wars fans grew up on uh which is kind of cool uh, maybe bringing back like something like a racer game like star wars racer or something like things that maybe we're not even thinking about uh right now as a as a a-list game that Electronic Arts could be doing because Electronic Arts now doesn't have to devote a hundred percent to doing the the Star Wars game. Like maybe some of these other right. companies can take over these massive titles and leave EA to do what they do best, which is probably a lot of microtransactions, get people involved for a little bit, maybe get them hooked, spend some money, and bring in a little bit of income. That's what EA does well. So uh, maybe diversify their portfolio a little bit. Um, Guys, that is it for Resistance Report. Um, I'm excited to head into our next section. Uh, Lacey, can you take it away? Yeah, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support the show. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, ring the bell for notifications. It's really nice. You get this little pop-up on your phone that's like, hey, there's a new video from them. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. We're growing there. Thank you guys so much for the people that have followed. I appreciate it. Well, we do, but I run the page, so I appreciate it. Uh, if you want more from us, including exclusive content, mailings, and much more, you can head over to patreon.com uh, slash resistance broadcast. And on that page, starting at $2 a month and up, you can get all types of cool stuff, and as the tiers go up and you pledge in higher ranks, you get more access. Um, and for our top tiers, our generals, you get to be a part of the show. So first of all, thank you to our generals. That would be Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins. <laughs> <laughs> Got you, Jake. Uh, Jeff Connery, uh, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means so much to us. Jake, uh, I'm going to pronounce your name wrong on Thursday, just so you know. <laughs> um, and just so you guys know, it, it means so much to us. And for all of our patrons and people that support the show, you help us talk about Star Wars and be passionate about what we what we like to do and talk about things and create content. And you guys help us do that. So thank you a lot and so much. So this is the part of the show that you get to be a part of the show as a general. And this week we have General Andrew. Hey, Andrew. And we asked him a question. He gave us an answer. So his question this week was, what potential storyline uh, what potential storyline the Kenobi series could explore would be most, would you be most excited to, to see play out on screen? 
So, Andrew, take it away. Yeah, so I'd just like them to see uh, delve into a little bit of uh, Obi-Wan's uh, headspace, where he's at at that point in time. Obviously, you know, he had a life-changing event with uh, the Order 66. Uh, I'd like to see where he is at mentally. Uh, I'd love to see the interaction with him and Qui-Gon, and then wherever they take the story at to however he interacts with Vader and Hayden Christensen. Uh, be interesting to see how they delve into that. But I think it'd be really cool to see where his mindset is at that point in time and how he's really dealt with all the events that uh, that happened and just he didn't really have time in the, to reflect on it much in uh episode four so thanks a lot guys i uh, appreciate it uh, may the force be with you and hope everyone has a great 2021 well done andrew excellent job we're gonna go to john first john what'd you think uh it scares me a little bit um because i am have some concerns about obi-wan being in this dark mental space uh, we talk about that a lot in the show um because you know they did do that a lot with luke and Obi-Wan has always kind of been this um, symbol of what a Jedi should be and rising above the attachments and the sadness and the loss. Like he, he really does kind of stand by the Jedi code um, for, for, you know, for the most part. Um, I know a lot of Jedi screw up in these stories, but um, I, I do see what you're saying. And they probably are going to do that sort of thing where he does reflect and we're seeing where he's at 10 years out from dealing with what happened uh, after 66 so you make great points um and we're you know we're all right with you with the Qui-Gon thing uh, that's obviously going to be something really special to see um and and you know you you make a great point and because of just how these stories were created the episode four thing didn't have this story told for him to be reflecting on so we didn't get to see that version of Obi-Wan via Alec Guinness so this might be the time to do that so uh you hit on all the right points it does scare me a little bit but as always thanks Andrew you are the man um i know i'll talk to you but enjoy the 500 in a few weeks and uh talk soon man james um yeah i mean when i hear this andrew this is and you probably already know this but this is kind of like the stuff that i didn't want to see in the show but i think it's the stuff that everybody else wants to see and i know john just gave a little bit of hesitation to but i think the way that i felt leading up to this show is that people say you know oh i'm so excited for that because what i really want to see is and they just described exactly what you're you're talking about i don't know how they're gonna pull that off but i think that you're right that i think that that's probably what they're gonna explore to some degree um because uh i feel like this whole line of obi-wan once thought as you did is probably gonna be like the overarching like concept behind this thing is that um hey we're bringing hayden back in and hayden is not vader and so there's gonna be some conflict there and i i think that you're probably right about that um that we're probably gonna end up seeing that so good on you and I, um, to, to that degree, I definitely hope that it happens uh, so that you can be right on that one. But uh, good pod race. Thank you so much for being a general. Always, you're awesome, man. Andrew, how's it going? Happy 2021. It's your first pod race. Um, you did a great job. And you and I are usually on the same wavelength. We say this a lot, I think, to each other on Twitter, whether it's Ray or Porgs or collecting or in this case with Obi-Wan, I totally want to see this and I want to see the interactions with Qui-Gon and Hayden uh, as Vader. I'm like super interested to see how they handle that. Um, but overall, I'm just like super excited to see this show. And you guys know, I think Obi-Wan's the GOAT and I think this show is going to be so, so good. Breaking news. But Andrew, what? Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking, Breaking news. news. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. Lacey uh, thinks he's the goat. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, you're, we say this all the time, but like you're one of the best fans out there. You're so, so nice. And we're lucky to have you in our community. Now we're going to head to Lacey for how some... Even, res- how do you even still do this? For some resistance <laughs> transmissions. Lacey? Thanks, Lacey. Appreciate it. Loved that. Guys, it's time for resistance transmissions. <laughs> the look on your face. I don't know if you're crying or you're it's just, angry. It's 
It's been... a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. This since we have a fun interview coming on Thursday, uh, we did resistance transmissions today, which means I get to do that fun little thing you just heard, uh, which John hates. So. So the way fun. this works is every week via Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers, and I read them, and we, we discuss. All right. So this week, there's a photo of Liam Neeson holding up a lightsaber, and I don't know what the plaque says because my computer's so far away, but it's him holding up the lightsaber, and the challenge was to caption this photo. Right? That's it? Yep. Yep. Great. All right. So first up is Matt Ham at Matt Ham. Way, Way to, to get, get your, your handle, handle Matt. Matt. Thanks, James. Thanks for that. <laughs> really appreciate it. Okay. Matt said, quote, perhaps I killed a Jedi and took it from him. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, excellent. Matt, I think that's great. Oh. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, I was I was looking into this, and this is p- quite possibly the only time in canon that a character refers to them as Jedi's. It was Anakin refers to them as Jedi's. Does he in that scene? Yeah, and I think it was left in because he doesn't. He's not supposed to know, and he's supposed to just be, um, I don't know, referring to them kind of in a uh, in a way that he's heard about them, like a mythological kind of thing, almost like Ray saying like. Luke's skyscraper. Oh, I heard he was it. a myth, you know, like, and it's like, it's not quite right. But, uh, but no, I, it, it made me feel the same as like Luke calling them robots in a new hope or something. Droids. He calls droids robots in a new hope. It just sounded like you said, not quite right. <laughs> when you just said that. Lacey, the plaque says Star yeah. Wars. I know, Star Wars, the beginning, July, October, 97. So why do you sit there and you say, I don't know what the plaque says. You just made it gigantic on my screen. So I saw it. You saw me make it gigantic? Yes, because yeah, it's a Google document, it and we can all see when you make changes. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, next. Let, let's move on to the next one. I just thought it was funny, D- the Jedi. Oh, my God. Now it's been deleted. <laughs> Great. Next is Adam Odal at Odal Adam, who said, and this here, this is, hmm, uh, let's see. I know it was some <laughs> sort of space movie I was in, star battle i believe or something i'm not sure because i definitely don't know what it is or follow it closely <laughs> nor am i going to be in an upcoming show or anything like that <laughs> oh yeah. man well done next and is- this happened after our other episode too but like yeah. this is another example of liam neeson talking star wars and showing off his lightsaber yeah. like what are the odds yeah. Next is uh, Skywalker Jedi Academy at Skywalker Jedi Ed. Hey, Ed. Uh, and they Education. said, ancient home decor for a more civilized age. It's not as clumsy or random as a base. Oh, a bass on a plaque. Yeah. It could be either or. Don't laugh at it me. Could it could be either or. The bass is open. <laughs> okay that's a different spelling i know bass is b-a-s-s this could be bass this could be bass slap it a bass i saw it and also considered that it was more most likely a bass like on a wall too (laughs) anyway next is anyway i hope it's the singing type the ones that are like and they like flop out anyway next is baz mcallister at baz mcallister What's up, Baz? Way to get your handle, Baz. What a great Could name. be Baz. We don't know. I think it's Baz. Uh, he no, I said, <laughs> I went up and down areas with this lightsaber. Wait. I went up and down areas with this lightsaber hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that, and I did it for maybe a week hoping some walrus man would come out of a pub and we'd have, <laughs> have a go at me or something, you know, so that I could kill him. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Next is likable rogue at Lan- Lankin99. Oh my god, Irish accent? I can't do an Irish accent. Okay. He said, quote, I have in no way been approached to reprise my role of Qui-Gon Jinn in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Look at this lightsaber. <laughs> try it. Do an, you, you, try an yeah, Irish accent. I don't do even a know Liam how to Neeson do one. impression. 
I don't have one of those either. Uh, John, you want to take John, a s- go ahead. swack at yeah, it? It's you. Luke, swack. A lightsaber. <laughs> That's it? That's You're not going to do the whole quote? Um, I'll try the whole quote. This isn't going to be good. <laughs> we have Irish listeners. <laughs> gonna... I am Irish, and I'm ashamed to say I can't do one. Go ahead. I have in no way been approached to reprise my role of Qui-Gon Jinn in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Luke, a lightsaber. The lightsaber sounds good. The rest of it. mm. That's why I only did that part at first. (laughs) Next is Chris. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to mess up his name. Van D. Mail at BG underscore C-O-M-D-R underscore Chris. Commander Chris. Chris. Mm -hmm. Where's my Han Solo? Still waiting. He's like, when you get my name right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Send me a message on how to say it. Okay. He said, quote, but what, but what I do have is a very particular lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lightsaber I have acquired over a very long career. A saber that makes it a nightmare for people like you. So Lacey, John, and James... If you agree I have the best-looking lightsaber, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. <laughs> I think he has the best-looking lightsaber. Hey, I, you know, two, two things with this real quick. What, number one is that uh, we answered that question the other day, and then I saw this image, or I saw him holding it up, and I go, that's a pretty good-looking lightsaber. Like, it, it looks cool. It looks mm-hmm. kind of like the other ones, but it does feel like that would be one that you could get a good grip on, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing that I was going to say is we did our 400th episode and I didn't think about it at the time, but I made that stupid thumbnail of like, oh, it's Qui-Gon, but it's Liam Neeson on the phone or whatever. And I'm like, this is so dumb, but I think people are going to have a laugh at it. And then it's like the one that everybody's sharing, like, <laughs> yeah, like, guys, I love this podcast. Check them out. Look at the kind of stuff they do. And I'm like, this stupid, stupid picture of Qui-Gon And I literally was like, I am not using this on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Next is Kyle B. at Luke's Green Saber. And Kyle said, I wonder how much I could get for this on eBay. (laughs) Probably a lot. We learn on Thursday that you can buy anything on eBay, apparently. Yeah. Oh, stay tuned. G Lucas seventy seven. Yeah. Uh, next is LT at Logan Tesmer. Hey Logan. Logan said the lightsaber that killed Darth Maul, <laughs> and then it has the Twitter thing. This <laughs> multiple sources have disputed this claim. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That was clever. That, that was very good. very clever, yeah. guys. Thank you so much. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us at on Twitter at r b a t s w n n. And if you're feeling extra friendly, follow us on Instagram at the Resistance Broadcast. Back to you, John. Yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, thanks for those resistance transmissions. Keep those coming um, and be clever, because you know sometimes people um, dial into the one thing that's like the go-to, and there's like seven of them, and I got to pick the one that came first, just to be fair. So. Get, go outside the box. Get a little wild sometimes. Uh, and uh, But thanks either way. They're, they're, these are mm. always so funny. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show. Um, your preferred podcast platform. Uh, YouTube, if you'd, pref- if you'd like that. YouTube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. Go to Star Wars News Net for all of your Star Wars news, of course. Teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast if you want our swag. Um, and pick up some of our gear. We still have the uh, Makes a Little Two Happen pins avail. Uh, because we need to keep Love that ball. going. As as Jonas Sotomo, Chewbacca himself, said on this podcast, we must keep the flame burning for Makes a Little Too Happen. So you're a part of that too. And uh, always use that hashtag, Makes a Little Too Happen, of course. Um, yeah, so Thursday, we're going to be joined by Frank Ippolito. Uh, as we talked about earlier in the podcast, uh, a great conversation. We're so excited for you to check that out. Uh, just another vantage point on what it's like to make these types of programs and uh just and we go on tangents it was just an amazing conversation so we uh, laugh a lot it was good good combo we look we look forward to you guys checking that out um you guys can find me on twitter at johnny hoey and uh starwarsnewsnet.com and if you like me talking about old movies uh my podcast just like the movies is on uh, all your favorite podcast apps and you get my weird brand of humor on there uh that these two don't have to listen to so yes we do (laughs) uh james how about you 
uh, Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks is where you can find me online. And and rocking just some sweet, nice shirt, James. Nice shirt. You got that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got uh, this guy right Custom fix. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lacey. Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gilleran. All right. Uh, what is our word of the day, ladies and gentlemen? John's lame humor. I have a bad Irish accent. <laughs> No, we always Either we one. keep doing Europe stuff. We gotta we gotta come no back to Europe. the U.S. once in a while. <laughs> well, anything except um, my lame humor. John's lame <laughs> humor. <laughs> John oh. sucks. Um, I don't like any of these choices. And the bit. Hashtag no. <laughs> John sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. How about what? How about we just do one more Europe for the row, for the road. Okay, hashtag Europe. <laughs> so bad, bad Irish accent. Bad Irish accent. Yeah, I like. All right. Well, enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you, of course, Thursday morning. Unless you're a patron, then you'll see us every day because we put new content on everything. But we'll see you Thursday morning yeah. right here with another episode of the Resistance Broadcast. We will see you around, kids. Bye.